Welcome now to the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. Welcome, Welcome to, to Guardians Best Friends of the Galaxy. Of- <laughs> oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season six, episode 16, the one that could have been part Gosh, two. are we on 16 already? What the I know. crap? I know. Time, the sands of time. <laughs> Just like sand <laughs> through the hourglass, so are the duels. <laughs> I love duel. <laughs> I love duel. Oh. Um, yeah, so we are back in the Twilight Zone. We're calling it an alternate timeline of friends. It is not a flashback. Don't at us. Um, yeah, so we have found that not-so-fat Monica is dating Dr. Roger. Phoebe is a stockbroker who had a heart attack. Joey mm. is on duel and trying to seduce married women. Rachel is a married woman who wants to be seduced. Mm-hmm. Ross is married to Carol and having a threesome or a twosome. <laughs> and Chandler is funny, just not Archie comic funny. Archie comic. But Very it turns good out summary. he is Archie comic funny. Thank you. <laughs> it turns out he is Archie comic funny at the end of the last episode. So he's doing a good job. Based on um, his real life encounters with Joey. Yes, exactly. Um, but they say right what you know. So definitely think it works out. So first off, we've got Ross hmm. and Carol having a three-way. And later, Ross goes to Joey and is like, have you ever had a threesome? And Joey's like, uh thank you for the invite but no thank you oh i'm sure you're a handsome Um, man (laughs) i'm sure i thought in my head he says i'm sure carol's a very handsome woman but um (laughs) i thought this would be a good time to tell the story of when i got invited to a threesome oh my gosh i forgot about this completely (laughs) i just okay so When Ashley and I graduated college, two of our other girlfriends, Elizabeth and Kim, so the four of us, decided to go on a cruise. And we had a blast. It was so much fun. It was like the perfect post-grad trip. Um, I still think of that trip very fondly. And we, like, I want to say, like, probably the first day on the ship, there were, like, these two different groups of guys that we kind of made friends with. One was a group of guys, what were there like five or six of them probably. Um also like I think just graduated. Um they were all from Nebraska and we like hung out with them a lot. <laughs> and then there was this other groups and other groups of guys that we called um what do we call them? We call them something? They were from Chicago. I don't know. But there and was, it was three like, of them, and it was like there two, were two brothers, brothers. And a best friend. Oh, three. Who were on a family vacation from with the Yeah. Yeah. There were three with of them total, mom. but two were brothers and one was a friend. Like their best friend. That's right. And it was their mom and their mom's new boyfriend or boyfriend. husband or something. But it wasn't boyfriend. So we were hanging out with those. Yeah, we were hanging out with those other guys, the the two brothers and the friend. 
and we went on like an excursion with them and so we hung out all day you know we did like a white water not white water rafting but like a tubing thing anyway we go back we eat our dinner we go to the club that night and they're there we're hanging out and I think maybe you and Kim decided to stay out or maybe you'd already gone to bed I can't actually remember but mm-hmm. Elizabeth and I decided we were going to go to bed. And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. So we leave the club and we're walking towards the elevator and we run into the guy's mom. So these guys are our age. They're in their early to mid-20s. We're like 22. And so their mom, I'm sure, is at least 40, 45, Um and she was like, oh, do you guys have fun? And we're like, yeah, it's been a great day. Da-da. We're kind of just like small talking. We're walking towards the stairs, I think. And she's like, so like, are you guys going to bed or do you want to like get crazy? And I was like, well, I mean, what do you mean? And she's like, I mean, like kind of crazy. And we, so in my head, I'm like, oh, she wants to like go get drunk. And we're like, uh, what do you mean? And she's like, I mean, like really, really crazy. And then I'm like, OK, so okay she wants to do drugs all right and I'm like this is just not my thing but I'm like well what did you have in mind just out of curiosity and she's like well it's my boyfriend's birthday and I promised I'd bring him a girl back to the room to have a threesome and Elizabeth and I were like very caught off guard by this whole situation And then we went and it was great. No, I'm just kidding. We were like, oh, um, thanks, but really tired, you know, out in the sun all day. Probably should go to our room. And yeah, I don't know. And that and was she how was like, you okay, got- no problem. Oh, and, and that was how you got propositioned yeah. for a threesome. That's how I got proposition for threesome. And the whole, I feel like that was like in the middle of the cruise, you know, like seven days. This was like day four or something. The whole rest of the week, all I could think was these guys have no idea that their mother propositioned us in the hallway at 3 a.m. Wouldn't oh, you be bless. so embarrassed if you found out that your mom was acting like that to people your age who you had made friends with? I wonder if she even remembers if it's three o'clock in the morning, you I know, know, I wonder if she even remembers doing it. And honestly, I feel like maybe that's how I avoided being sold into sexual slavery. But maybe not. <laughs> I feel like that's how that kind of stuff happens. That's probably not what was happening here. But probably not. Stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. It is that easy, kids. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is that easy to that not go have a threesome so with strangers. funny when and you it was and Elizabeth one of those came things. back and told us that. Yeah, and honestly, it's one of those things, like, I feel like if I was by myself, nobody actually would have believed me that that's what happened, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we were together, and we were like, did that, did that just happen? Like, did that, is this real life? Like, is that oh what's gosh. happening right now? It was very strange. Oh, um, um, we're okay. We're okay, thanks. Not right now. We're, I'm all set. You already, I already had some threesome earlier, and so I'm like, I'm good right now. I'm pretty yeah. tired. <laughs> Um, very strange times. Very strange oh times. Anyway, gosh. so that is that is my experience with not having a threesome. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Ross has one, and he's well, recounting uh, it. Well, tries, yeah, kind he of. He <laughs> is invited to be at 
a threesome. He's present. Yes. He's present. Carol has a threesome, but that's it. Uh, and he's kind of recounting it to Joey. And what I love about this scene is it is one of those things in life. And like I said, I've never had a threesome. Ashley, I don't think you've ever had a threesome. Right? No. I haven't. If, no. And if you did, I don't think now is the time you would choose to tell me. I'm just No, guessing. I was going to say that would be very <laughs> awkward, but, but I haven't. So we're safe. Well, yeah, but we're, enough about me. Let's talk about you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, like, threesomes. This is one of those, like, quote, unquote, taboo things that I feel like, especially, like, uh, like middle school demographic sex joke humor, it's one of those things that, like, guys love to it's like a fantasy right like they right. think it's like arriving at some sort of mythical place right um, and this scene of ross talking to joey about it i feel like is probably more the reality of what most people experience yes if exactly. they arrive at this magical place than if it right. actually if they just think about it so anyway i just think it's funny he's like do you get bored he's like yeah a little you make a sandwich. Oh yeah, it was a nice snack. Make myself a snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there it, is, yeah, it's it's funny. There's a movie, and I can't remember. I can't remember what movie it is, but um, this girl is like dating this super hot model. They're in London. I don't can't even remember if the movie was good or not. But he basically like is like, you know, I just wanted to tell you that like I think it'd be really fun if we like spice things up, and then he like. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, come on. It'll be so cool, babe. It'll be so hot. Like, let's have a threesome, whatever. And she's like, huh? And he, like, had already invited this woman over, basically. Oh, yeah. And so this other, like, this other model comes over. It was, but it was really funny because this other model comes over and the girl, the main girl is like, oh, great. No, like, we look the same in our underwear. That's great. Because, you know, it's like this, like, tall waif thin skinny supermodel and then she's just like what is going on and so the girl like gets into the bed and is like oh hi and they're like acting all like you know like basically like when monica's like rubbing her arms on her own back acting like she's making out with somebody like yeah they're basically like over the top dramatizing like oh my gosh this is so hot Uh, whatever and she's like what she's like you guys are you still have your clothes on and like i just find it so funny because i i feel like that exactly like you said like it's this whole like ooh threesome super hot but it's like maybe sometimes i don't know we've you and i have a friend who's described the logistics to us before of her own and it's just like sounds messy messy mechanical like you know with rost kind of it just yes i think the reality is uh much different than the middle school um vision of it it was really funny and I can't remember where I heard this, but when there's a threesome, there's always a twosome and a onesome. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't, not interested. Like I said, not interested in this. Yeah, I'm all um, good. I've had my chance. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it is, I do like that they kind of like break that mythical barrier and it's like well yeah i mean i saw a lot of stuff but yeah i got a little bored i I bet you saw that i saw a lot of stuff (laughs) and you got to be with both of them right uh no just carol the other one kept swatting me away (laughs) kicking me up yeah (laughs) Mm. oh bless um but later when he's describing it to rachel he's like you know what can only be described as a twosome as a twosome 
basically saying he'll do whatever it takes to like make his marriage work and Rachel's like um yeah. you might want to tell him it sounds like his wife is gay and she was like he's like oh my gosh she's so gay like she is gay and it just kind of all clicks for him so like I said before like Ross's life isn't any different it's, it's just, just delayed, delayed. <laughs> yeah totally um we do get back to it for him yeah so Ross's I guess he would have less failed marriages. Um, True. But that's basically it. Um, He would only be one divorce guy. (laughs) Wife's hidden sexuality, not his fault. Not his fault. He would have to stop talking instead of saying the other two that were definitely his His fault. fault. (laughs) Nevada's fault. (laughs) Nevada's fault. The year 2000's fault. I don't know. Um... (laughs) It was really cold that day. Um, So, yeah. So, Ross finds out about, you know, Carol, which apparently, you know, we all knew. So, sorry, buddy. Welcome to reality. So, he gets snapped back to reality real fast. And uh, Rachel and Joey um, decide to meet up. She is going to bring sandwiches. And (laughs) it is like... What you imagine, like you were saying in the last episode, how Rachel kind of is like fangirling, you know, she kind yeah. of has this like teehee, you know, attitude yeah, towards yeah. Joey as a movie star. And they're at his apartment and he's like, I, I mean, she's just like, I can't believe I'm peeing in Joey Tribbiani's apartment. And in the last episode, they cut this out and we didn't talk about it, but. She keeps saying, oh, Monica's Joey Tribbiani. Oh, yeah, that's Monica's right. like, you don't have to say his whole name. And she's like, but it's Joey Tribbiani. It's Joey like, Tribbiani. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ooh, she's right. like, if I knew I was going to be peeing in Joey Tribbiani's apartment. Um, but what was the tipping point for Rachel in calling Joey is seeing him act on the show and right. saving Hope's life because the other man's not even a real doctor. Not even a real doctor. Um, um, d- yeah. Do you feel like, I I feel like, sh- so Rachel is just getting like so drunk, right? Like he's like, oh, do you want a refill? And she's like, I probably shouldn't. So I will. And yeah. just is like, I-, I think that that is her coping mechanism of the fact that she's cheating on her husband. Oh, and totally. So Okay, cool. I wasn't she sure. wants to be yeah. able to somehow excuse what she is going to do. And she thinks the only way that she'll have the nerve to do it is if she's wasted. To be really drunk. Yeah, okay, um, I Which agree. is usually a good sign that that's not actually what you want to do. Um, yeah. So, like, this is, like, much deeper than they're going in this show. But, like, I had a friend uh, – who explained a situation to me and somebody was like kind of unhappy in their marriage and there was like some there wasn't officially somebody else but basically they were like well I might be interested in that person so I think I want to you know like explore my marriage and my friend was like honestly you do whatever you want but don't go through the back door and like fool around if you want to if you want to end things you need to end things but do it respectfully yeah and I think that that's what this is here is that Rachel regardless of how good or bad your marriage is Rachel and you know she's like trying to sneak around instead of just being like I don't want to be married to you anymore you know yeah um it's kind of like the coward's way out you know um but 
thankfully she drinks too much and pukes in Joey Tribbiani's apartment. <laughs> oh, I, I, um, she does such a good job. So when they're like, he leans in and they're like kissing and yeah. then she just does her like, mm, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love when they're like talking and she's like, I, I can't feel my hands. Yeah. I can't feel them. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But she wakes up the next morning in the cold light of day and is like, oh, nothing happened, right? And he's like, no, not after that. Um, Not after I saw You heard me throw up. I saw you a little bit, too. (laughs) Saw you a little bit, too. Um, And, okay, so I think we've talked about this. Maybe we talked about this before. So, like, she's like, I can't believe I did this. I'm married and I came here to sleep with a star and joey's like don't be silly i'm not a star i'm not a star <laughs> yeah <laughs> missing the point here joe um but he's like you're not a bad person have this ring and it will remind you that you're not a bad person so i'm gonna talk about this okay i'm not she's a bad saying person. She, i'm not <laughs> saying she's a bad person per se but I also am not going <clears> to <throat> award bad behavior. I, I think there can be a reframing here being like, you're not a bad person. You're having a lapse in judgment. And thankfully, you didn't do anything. So you can, you know, do the right thing. But I don't know that just saying you're not a bad person. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Everybody tries to cheat on their husband <laughs> with movie stars, you know. But there is a lot of that in, I feel like, in sitcoms where they're like, I'm a bad person. It's like, well, yeah, you just tried to blow up that building. But you're not a bad person. It's not a bad kid. Um, mm. I don't know. That always bugs me a little bit. So, look, I agree. I don't think I don't think she's a bad person. But no. I think you're totally right. I think it's one of those things where, because he says, like, you had a chance to, to sleep with, um, you know, cheat on your husband and with me, and you didn't. And it's like, well, she only didn't because she got so drunk that she threw was throwing up and then passed out. Like, and yeah, maybe she sabotaged herself or whatever, but it's like, it's not like she consciously chose not to do it. It just like the circumstances didn't add up for her to be able to do it. And so she didn't really choose the right, right. thing. She was over at his house with that intention and it just didn't happen. But I, I think right. you're right. I think it's not like, yes, you're a bad person. Yes or no. It's just like, yeah, like you said, it actually just sounds like you don't want to be in this marriage anymore. So right. maybe you just need to admit that to yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. And I would say, like like you said, it's not like she chose to do the right thing. It just, like, kind of worked out that way. It's more like a she dodged a bullet of her own. Yes, exactly. Like, she's the one that loaded the gun and shot it, and thankfully it just missed, you know? Yeah. Um, Because cause a lot of times people are like, I don't know how this happened. It's like, well, yeah, you actually, you do know how it happened. You showed up at um, their house. That's how it <laughs> happened. There are, like, a million things that had to happen, so this could happen. So... You know, so hold on. Really I'm going to pause there because that's how I feel like. Do you remember a couple episodes when you were when we were talking about Jill and Ross flirting and you were saying like, oh, you know, sometimes it's like that was not, well, wasn't your intention, but just you're swept up in a moment. And before and I'm like, well, I mean, that's never happened to me, but sure. That's how I feel about this when people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how this happened. And I'm like, there are a million ways. That is how this happened. You decided to call him. You decided to get in right. your car and go over there. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, and even that's like, how I feel about it. if they would have been hanging out at the studio and then, you know, 
he tried to kiss her there or something. Yeah. Yes, that's That's different. a little more like, I don't really know how we got here, but it's like, okay, you went home. You took his phone number. You called him. You showed up. You drank a lot. You, and you went intent, to his you house. Know. Like, you know yeah. what the what was supposed to happen there. Yeah. Right. Right. Anyway, thankfully for Rachel, it did not happen. Nothing did happen. And, you know, I think that's better for all. So even though she while she was, <laughs> yes, well, she was not, not hooking up with Joey. Uh, but she said she was going to be out of town. So it's totally fine. Oh, my gosh. Right? Is that not how marriage works? Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, so Barry, the scoundrel he is and always will be. Yeah. Um, so is hooking up with the neighbor's walks dog walker. In on Barry, the dog walker. Yeah. Gosh, yep. I couldn't imagine. And oh, friggin'. Unfortunately, that just adds fuel to her fire, feeling like she was very justified in her actions, you know? Um, Right. You know? So anyway, then she marches over and finds Ross and is like, if you see Joey, tell him I'm ready. And this time I'm not going to throw up. (laughs) I'm not going to throw up. I love that. And then she's like, you're a man, right? Sit down. (laughs) Sit down. Oh, boy. And... um, I love when he's, she's like, do wedding vows mean squat to you people? And he's like, didn't you spend the night at Joey's? She's like, can we focus here? Okay. Yeah. What are you, a detective? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is true. Like, I don't really think that in this case, either Barry, I was about to say or Mindy, Barry or Rachel are like more upstanding citizens. Um, because like we said, Rachel didn't like choose to do the right thing. It just happened upon her. Um Yeah. And she kind of had clarity the next morning that it wasn't the right thing to do. And she was probably grateful for that. But she had just as much intent as Barry did. Barry just didn't get too drunk not to follow through. So. Right. I don't know. I have a hard time feeling bad. But I guess because she decided she was going to give her marriage a chance or whatever. But anyway, I always feel bad for somebody, you know. That stuff's hard to hard to end that kind of stuff. But anyway. You always feel bad for um, what? Sorry? Well, even if somebody like got themselves, not that she got herself into this situation, but like even if she wasn't doing the right thing and like was going to hook up with Joey, it still don't wish that upon her to catch her husband hooking up with someone else. Oh you know? gosh, no, not at all. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, so not a great day for married people. Um, poor Ross and Rachel, but maybe they'll fall right into each other's mm. arms. Intercalatic planetary <laughs> courtship ritual. Beep beep Um, <clears throat> you know what we're doing? We're interfacing. <laughs> we're interfacing. Oh my gosh, what is, is that from? This episode? Is that from the last episode? No, that's from Janine downloading your brain into a computer. Oh. That's a while ago. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. We're interfacing. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And we also got Phoebes, who's still in the hospital, and she's not smoking. The smoke is coming out of her. <laughs> um, And she's just getting meaner and meaner to everyone around her because she oh, so is sad about not working. And we found out that she's been fired, but she doesn't know that. Yeah, she doesn't know that. So she decides to sneak out using her good friend what's his name 
I can't remember. Earth? It's like Good luck with the gallbladder. Like Len? Good luck I don't with know, the gallbladder. Like Good luck with the gallbladder. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. What is his name? That's going to drive me nuts. Um, is it? Can we move on from that detail? Yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, sorry. Um, so she gets help from that guy and goes back to the office, which, okay, so this scene, there are like a million people walking around this office. Like all they do is walk around (laughs) and just cross, you know, the stage. And so she walks in and they're like, oh, call security. Hey, Phoebe. And he's like, hey, just back to work. And he's like, uh, didn't you get fired? She's like, no. And so since she gets into it with her boss, you actually were fired. And she's like, well, I didn't get that message. So um, it doesn't count. So I'm just going to go I back to my office. Thanks. seeing Phoebe, like the Phoebe we know, come out in yes. some of this, you know. And she's like, oh, and she's it's like, okay. I don't need an office. I'll just work I'll just work here, here next to this plant. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. You're in my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they, she tries to, you know, explain why she shouldn't get fired and he says she should and shocker she has another heart attack oh and i know i feel so bad and the girl's like hey phoebes how's it going she's like well he fired me (laughs) okay sounds good ttyl good Um, yeah (laughs) well welcome back uh so poor phoebe she has another heart attack it's nature's way of telling her to slow down heart attacks to (laughs) finally make you see but I love that earlier in the episode, or maybe it was the last time, they're like, maybe you could go back to playing music. And she's like, oh, yeah, six-figure salary or playing yes. songs for Chup Change. What do they do? What do they do? And then they're like, oh, you used to massage. And she's like, hmm, rubbing sweaty strangers. Hmm. <laughs> I love that when it's like, yeah, she's sitting there weighing up all the stuff that she actually does and talking about how, like, yeah, that's so funny. But then she does. She winds back up at the coffee house. La, 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 <laughs> And that is just what I will do with some of those bastards I work for. Die. Die. Oh, So many bangers, really. So many bangers. Um, yeah, I just... I feel bad for her, but also it's just not her calling in life, you know? Like, she's not supposed to be a stockbroker at Merrill Lynch. And I don't think that she's happier. And, you know, when people are like, yeah, well, I'm, like, crying every day. And I'm like, well, maybe you should get a different job because literally nothing is – like, we all have stressful days. We all have stressful seasons. If it's more than that – Yes. You know, if you're like working on a big project and it is just really taking it out of you, it doesn't mean that you're miserable. It just means it's a hard season. But That's if that right. doesn't ever change, that is not worth it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I totally I agree. To somebody recently who she's always worked in food service, but she was like managing a place. And I was at a restaurant and ran into her and was like, she's like, oh, yeah, I work here now. I don't know if Steph told you. She's like, I was like crying every day at my old job. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you left because – even if you're making like millions, it's not worth it, you know. And she's like, and oh I wasn't. Gosh. I'm like, well, I'm glad you left. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. 
but yeah, life is, if this is your sign that if you're miserable at your job, that you should quit, this is your sign. This is your sign. Um, and I will say as well, there, like the market is very hot right now. There yes. are tons of jobs. If you, yes. <clears throat> if you are unhappy at your current job, think about we'll what could fix it. Job. Well, is it, is it just that you're on a project you don't like or a team you don't like, or you're not making enough money? Or is it that you're unhappy there? And go try to yeah. fix it. We were talking about that recently where it's like some things are, um, yeah, like some things are seasons, but we're like, what about it is making you unhappy? Like we were talking about how somebody could get a raise and if they're still unhappy in their position, like clearly it wasn't that they were just being underpaid. What else is it? Is it the hours? Is it the work environment? Like is it the type of work? Like there's a lot of things um, that you can kind of dig into and figure out what you like because – you could do this yeah. if you could do the same work yep. somewhere else, like not being around your boss or not being around those people. Yeah, then you got to go. Yes, and if it's that you're just not happy at that place, please start looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a different position so. that you would find more fulfilling. Or you know, I had a really terrible job once, and it was not. It was like basically a temp job, but I hated it so much. I hated it so much. And so finally, I You told us about that. That's the one where you were like, I'm going to Vegas, so bye. (laughs) Bye. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I quit and I worked at a coffee shop and I was so happy. I was so, so, so happy. It was the best. Um, Yeah, so, but like Ashley said, the market is so hot right now. So seriously, if you don't like your job, go get another one because- Someone would love to hire you. (laughs) Now is the right time to like, if you've always been thinking about rolling the dice, it's, it's, yeah, it's the time for sure. So it's a good time for it. um, But the thing is, is that Phoebe thinks that she likes her job, but I don't know what she likes about it because it's like literally killing her and she's so stressed out all the time. Well, I mean, before, but like she, it's, she only had the heart attack. She lost all that money. So I guess it's one of those things where it's like she was on top and so she was liking it. But then like, as soon as she slipped down, then it was like really bad for her. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a good point. And maybe she realized that it's like those people don't care about you at your work. You know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. care about money. And then the second that you're not making the money, you're out the door. So... Yeah. Okay. So I was talking to a coworker about this recently. Um, they probably don't do this at your work because you work in like very corporate environments. But because I work at like a woo-woo startup, um, they refer to us as a family sometimes. No. And it really pisses my friend Joel off. So like I also there haven't been so around There are so many memes about enough. that, Renee. Oh, yeah. No, I believe it. So here's the thing is that since I wasn't there like in the beginning or anything – it's not that I'm like, oh, these people are not my family, but I don't feel like I feel like it's a great place to work. I like the people I work with. It is a like They're comfortable co-work- co-workers. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like a very I would say it was like a cozy environment, which is nice. Like it's nice to enjoy the people you work with and feel like they can be your friends, not just your coworkers. You know, like I feel like there's a good balance there. Totally. Totally. But I, but I would never run around being like, we're a family. And so whenever it gets it doesn't get said all the time but like even if somebody says it in like a very offhand unofficial way I'm like Joel someone just said that we're a family I also hate this about the tv show new girl which I love that show 
but she's always like, guys, like, we're mm-hmm. a family, okay? And I'm like, you're not, though. Like, especially in the first couple seasons, I'm like, you've only known these guys, like, a few months. They're not your family. This is weird. They, they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you anything. Um, <clears throat> but But I would say that, like, the place I work, it's very hard to get fired because mm-hmm. they won't, in a really nice way, they won't just like kick you out because of one mistake or one, you know, thing. Yeah. They will work with you and be like, hey, this isn't measuring up. How can we get back, you know, to those things? So I I love knowing that like they care more about me as a person. <clears throat> it's not just about money. I mean, it's got to be yeah. about money in a certain extent. But, it you know, it is nice knowing that like you won't just be – cast out for one mistake even if it was a 13 million dollar mistake i don't know how i I could ever lose my company 13 million dollars (laughs) but don't try (laughs) um look i think that um you don't have to be a like quote unquote we're a family type startup to have that good mentality of like i'm an organizational psychologist and that's absolutely something that like that's what i've actually really enjoyed about the corporate places that I've worked is it's very clear what you need to do to get like, Mm -hmm. you know, your bonuses and your pay and all that stuff is merit based. And it's, and it's very clear what you need to do to move to the next step or to be considered doing well. So it's not like, oh, I don't know, just like a good fit or like you're just like good friends with the boss or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. there's clear ways. So you, you know, and everybody kind of knows what it is that they need to do to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve. And if that's not you, if you're not a corporate climber, cool. There are places for those type of people as well where it goes, well, you're great at what you do. We're not going to force you to be something that you don't want to be. So like, we'll just make sure that you're well taken care of. So I think that that should be everywhere. And it's really good that your company does that. And also with the like, if you're not performing, I know it's really hard to have those conversations, especially if you like the people, but it's the kindest thing you can do is to tell somebody, hey, this actually isn't working. So let's work together. Like, here's what we think you need to do to make it work. Do you want to do that? Okay, then let's like work together to have you do that. And if you don't, that's your own decision, you know, but like, that's the kindest thing. I think it's mm-hmm. just um, oftentimes when places say we're a family, Ugh. it's kind of code for like, we're, we're messy. We don't have the right policies and procedures and structure in place. And instead it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sorry. No, I don't want to work at a place that's my family. I want my family to be my family. (laughs) And yeah, I'd love to enjoy my colleagues and coworkers. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lot of the people who, when they started and it really was a true startup and like nobody was making any money, everybody had second jobs and they were <coughs> doing this on the side. They were and a you've got to do it for love, right? You're there There were like six of them. Yeah. There were like six of them. There's like 70 of us now. So, you know, yeah. I know why some people think that way and feel that way towards the business, even if it's not their business. Um I don't feel that way. It also doesn't make me ragey because no one's like trying to make me sign like a blood oath or anything. But um, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it just made me think about I was like, yeah, it is really nice to know that you're not just like one strike and you're out in life, you know, because I'm sure some places are like that. The last thing I'll say about that, because we were just saying to everybody like, 
you know, if you're unhappy, like look for a new job or try to fix something. I think that that's maybe something that Phoebe realized here too, is like, she was very loyal to this company. And that is something that even if you love the company you work for, all it takes is a change in leadership or a change in ownership or a change in policy or that company not making as much money as they used to for things to get like, get very different very quickly. And so I have learned, unfortunately, through some like hard, very hard times and like, you know, my own naivete and whatever, um, I'll never be loyal to a company again, but I am, and a company is not, a company is nothing. It's not, it's not, it's brand, right? It's a brand and it's a profit line, but like I'm loyal to the people that I work with and that I work for. And so it's like, I will always do right by the people that I respect and that I work with. And that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. going to leave them in a lurch or anything like that. But usually those people too understand. And my own director has said that. Like, we had a talk a little while ago and I was like, you know, look, I'm getting approached. And he's like, you have to do what's right for you. And you know what I mean? And yeah. he wants what's best for me more so than yeah. like, no, you're valuable to the company. You have to stay at the company. Like, so anyway, so that's yeah. just something else to think about is like, I would encourage people, don't be loyal to an organization. Be loyal to the people that make up the organization, the good ones. Well, and even like now that I'm thinking about this, like the place I used to work at in Florida, that little marketing agency, they were actually like my family. (laughs) Like, yeah, they took me under their wing like, you know, it was more of a mentorship, but it was more like familial than anything as far as a work well, they kind of almost like welcomed you into their family too. They welcomed me into their family, their kids, but you. But yeah. ultimately, the truth is, is then when it when it came down to it, they were like, "We want you to be happy, and if Nashville is going to make you happy, then you need to go. We want yep. you to do that." They like exactly not only gave me their blessing, but like encouraged me to go, and that is what family actually does. It says, or should do. Or should do, you know, like they're there to, you know, unless you're making it, you, you know, don't if you're demand like, I'm blind burn loyalty. All my money and, and dive yeah. off a cliff, you know, <laughs> then they stop you. But um, yeah, they don't just demand blind loyalty, which I mean, some real families actually do, but that's another topic for another day. Um, <laughs> anyway, we don't have time to get into all this, but um, yeah, just we support out. you. If you want we to support you, jobs, we support you. Just let us know yeah, and we, we can do. give you our advice. Anyway, Phoebe. Um, <laughs> Ashley has much better advice than I do. Oh, but I'm you just like, oh, yeah, that sounds I, like fun. I love giving work advice. So you can write us and, and ask and just say it's a work-related question. I'm more attention, than happy to talk Ashley. about it. Attention, Ashley. Attention, yes, Ashley. <laughs> attention, Ashley, best friends club. Mr. Club podcast. You really got yourself with that one, huh? I did. I just always love that when people, like, I used to work at a place and they would use the name as, like, a last name, Mm. you know? So I always think about that in, like, spam emails. Mr. Club Podcast. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, we wish Phoebe the best of luck in all of her uh, alternate timeline endeavors. Yes. Um. And her real hair endeavors. We love them. And her real them. hair endeavors. I am loving that bob on her. It's so stinking cute. Um, and her real hair is very nice. I feel like the wigs they were putting on her are like very frizzy. And I think yeah, the next episode I, I watch, I'm going to notice how like floofy and like baby chick like her hair was. Yes. They did um, not do her any favors with that. 
No. I don't know. Wigs have come a long way. They're much nicer now. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> actually looking at a picture on my desk right now of myself in a wig. And, oh, but it's fine. It's pink. They all dressed up as colors. I was pink. Um, but I'm like, even that wig looks a little bit better than Lisa Kudrow's wig. wig. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So good luck, Phoebe. And finally, we have Monica. Yay! Making a... A flower gifting dinner for Dr. Roger. dinner. And I think that Dr. Roger is such a dud. Because even when she's like, oysters, it's an aphrodisiac. Some people say that. And he's like, wait, what people? Like, which people? Yeah. And it's like, oh parasites? my gosh, okay. Yeah. Like, even when she, at first when he's like, wait, why are we eating oysters? You know what they say. And when he's wrong, when she's like, it's an aphrodisiac, he's like, wait, who says that? It's like, Roger, c- come on. Take a Get freaking Get with the party. Hint. Yeah. Like, you're not like, can I please see the research on the word aphrodisiac? <laughs> um, but maybe you are, Roger. I don't really know. No. <laughs> Interestingly, no. So she's like explaining what an aphrodisiac to him and he gets it for like two seconds and she's like, and we're going to eat Middle Eastern couscous, something we eat in our hands. And he's like, in my incurable disease studies class. And she's like, no, 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 no. not now. Question though, sensual. Who, who would eat couscous with their hands? Um, Not I. Maybe if it's, it's very, like Israeli like pearl. Yeah, if it was like um, but Israeli pearl couscous, it's a little bit bigger, but no, best best eaten with a utensil. Yeah, let's get a spoon in there. Um, I also like to mix my couscous, both pearl and unpearled, with things. So, yeah. Um, oh, I do love Israeli couscous. It's so good. Um, <laughs> making you hungry. Renee's going to go have some, some couscous after I this. I do have some in my pantry. It's so good. Um, make it in the Instapot, people. And here's a hot tip. Ooh. You put your okay. couscous in. You put your water in. It's a one-to-one ratio. And you put a tab of butter in there whoa and it makes it so i don't know you don't have an instant pot do you no renee thanks for bringing that up (laughs) (laughs) sorry but it is really great for like cooking rice that kind of thing but it because it dries it all out because it's a pressure cooker it makes it often like one big clump and because pearled couscous is basically just pasta it's very sticky yeah Yeah, right so the butter just makes it so it is not one giant club of couscous so i read that somewhere and i did it and i was very i was pleasantly surprised at how much of a difference it actually made so there's your hot tip for cooking pearled couscous in the instant pot can i give a hot tip for um the rest of us pores who don't have an instant pot (laughs) okay an instant pot is like 20 dollars I know this doesn't you I, mean you mean for people who don't have space in their kitchen uh, everybody in America I feel like that I know has one they're not a thing over here but um yes. oh, okay so for for those of us who do not have them um if you're going to make couscous and I normally don't make pearl the bigger one I make the little ones but I looked up a recipe the other day and it was for like a Moroccan chicken we've also done it with halloumi instead if you want to make it veggie halloumi. Yeah, but um, so you like basically in your 
maybe this is like totally normal and not a hot tip at all, but in your um, cast iron or whatever type of skillet, um, you cook like the meat or the whatever, and then you do all like the veggies, get them all like nice and browned and sauteed up, and then add in, um, I think we like simmered some tomatoes in there for a little bit, but then we put in the couscous and chicken stock. So instead of water, you make it with stock and hit it. And Mm -hmm. you could do veggie stock too. So delicious. And it's just like a nice one pot dish. That also works, yeah, with like rice and any of those things. Yeah, just use stock. Use veggie stock Mm -hmm. or chicken stock instead of water. And dang, it's good. I'm getting really hungry talking about that. Mm, I know. It smells really good. (laughs) Smells good. I don't smell anything. Nothing is cooking. It sounds good. Okay. (laughs) My my brain remembers how it smells. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, yeah, so Dr. Monica Roger. has made a sensual aphrodisiac dinner, um, and Dr. Roger, who apparently has zero work boundaries, like not one, he is just on call 24-7. Well, sometimes this is how doc. I think this is how it is for doctors. I don't know. I don't know any doctors. I think I'm just thinking about shows about doctors, so never mind. I Here's the thing. I do think that they are on call, but typically they rotate. Like, it's not like you're maybe on call it's his forever. turn to be on call. Every day, forever? How he many days have Monica you seen Dr. Roger? <laughs> At least two. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, maybe stop planning dates when you're on call. I don't know. True, true, true. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, he gets paged and he's like, save me some food. And she's like, I can't promise anything. And just starts eating the couscous with her hands. So the answer is Monica eats couscous with her hands. Uh, okay. But that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. Because especially the little stuff is just so (laughs) flaky. I don't really understand this. Um, But so she comes or she's there and Chandler comes over and he's like, sorry, you're here with me and not Dr. Roger. And she's like, it's fine. Just tonight was supposed to be special and now it's not. And he's like, well, why was it special? And she was like, I was going to give him my flower. Yeah, she said it was going to be my first time. First and he's time. like, oh, you mean just with Roger? And she's like, oh. She makes that face. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And he, she's like, okay, mister, I've had sex four times. He's like, four people. Not four just women. Four N- times. Nine times. Like nine times. <laughs> uh, and... But then he's she's like, like, she's like, well, okay. Well, he's like, don't worry. It'll ha-. He's like really sweet. He's like, well, cause she's like, I was sweet. just waiting for the right guy. And he's like, well, good for you. Like, that's great. And then, um, she's like, I'm going to die a virgin. And he's like, no, you won't, you know, like this will happen for you. Cause like being yeah. so nice and supportive. And he's she's like, okay, so what well, you want to do it with me? <laughs> he's like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? And she's like, it's I was kidding. So me too. We, we can't, can't really do, do this. this. Let's do it. No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. And then them like trying to figure it. I feel like that would be the most, I mean, someone you're friends with and like saying you're going to do that on demand like that, I just think would be very so awkward. Awkward. So but, awkward. Yeah. But she's like, no, it would just be like, he's like, this is just once, right? She's like, yeah, just one friend helping out another friend. Yep. 
And I love when she's like, so they say, do you have any moves? I have no moves. (laughs) I have no moves. I have some moves. moves. Yeah. (laughs) And then they think they're getting the party started, but Chandler is just making love to the couch, apparently. Oh. Um, (laughs) You turn the lights off to make it easier. And then we get a little sneak peek of apparently it was a good time. And Monica's like, we're going to do that again. And the next day, Monica is like, check me out. I'm a slut. (laughs) I forgot about that. I'm like, can the doctor see me now? (laughs) I was with, he's like, I was with this hot chick last night. Oh, wait, that's you. Like, they, I love Monica and Chandler together because they are such dorks in their own way. And it just works. It works. And this is such a good. Yes. (laughs) Oh, wait. That was you. Check me out. I'm a slut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just so good. And uh, I can't remember. Chandler's like, oh, yeah. Do you want to do something tonight? And she's like, I can't. I'm hanging out with Dr. Roger. And he's like, what? Yeah. I thought. And I don't think, obviously, Monica didn't see this coming. I don't think Chandler saw it coming that he was going to be like, well, you know, aren't we like a thing now? And so he gets a little mopey, and uh, later we find out Monica's there eating another meal that Roger couldn't eat because it's a Brazil nut. Um, (laughs) And uh, I can't remember if it was this time or before when Chandler's like, I can make it seem like he's here. They didn't add the second couscous. The second couscous. Little known <laughs> yeah. fact about couscous. That was the first time. Because she's like, 1974. Stop it. it was supposed ah, to be ah, special. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I love that like weird chicken noise he makes. Yes. <laughs> but, and she's like, Dr. Roger had to leave again. And he's like, yeah, I guess who paged him. And I think it's so sweet. Because he's like, you shouldn't be with him. You should be with me. Okay. So I like his little speech that he gives about the you should be with me and it's really sweet. But this whole like paging her boyfriend to lure him away, it's a bit of a Ross move. Like a, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's sweet because she likes it, but it's a little controlling. But we'll, maybe yeah, we'll just pretend it's not. We'll just pretend it's not. Okay. <laughs> I think it's more that he just wanted... The opportunity to to say how he felt before. Because I don't think he had the nerve when she first was like, Dr. Roger's coming over. Right. And so, I so think he was once like, he figured out, he was like, yeah. it's now or never. Because if I he wait. He couldn't then... stomach the thought of them being together. Because yeah. he wants to be. Okay. We'll just say it's cute. But yes, I do love the little speech. You should be with me. And it's like. So you're right. It is a little bit. I would say he's just more creating an opportunity for himself. Because she's also able to say no. That's true. She does run up and give him a big kiss, though. It's so sweet. She does. It's so sweet. So I love that happy ending. Yeah. It's really cute. And uh, I'm like, you want to do it with me? Okay. (laughs) And she's like, it's so sweet when he's like, yeah, the other one, the other two girls. It like keeps dwindling. Yeah, lower it keeps dwindling. Lower. There was just one, wasn't there? No, there were two, including you. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, oh, that's right. He says, he says, with those. Other, that's right. Was that what you were about to say? With yeah, those other I women? wanted to go hang out with my friends. I just wanted to leave, and 
with you. I was already with a friend. I was already with a friend. It's so cute. It is cute. Um, but yeah. So Monica and Chandler did end up together after all. No. No. It's basically an entire episode of us singing that song. Pretty much. It's good. It's <laughs> Pretty much. It so yeah. You guys liked it, think, right? I do think that in this alternate universe, so it does sound like Chandler and Monica still end up together. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe still ends up like coffee shop. Maybe she'll get into masseuse. Ross still ends up divorced from Carol. But I have a feeling, I know that Rachel, I guess, I guess Rachel's now going to divorce Barry because she's mm-hmm. just caught him cheating. So maybe she will move to the city to like, so maybe that will still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Joey's still on Days of Our Lives. So Well, Joey goes back on Duel. Remember when he's the later in a few seasons? He does go back later as, later as Striker Ramore, right? But yeah. um, And then he wakes up from a coma. Yeah, that's right. Recovering from a coma. Because they have the soap opera party or whatever. Yeah, that's right. But it, he, I guess he just, he, he's the only, I was thinking like Rachel, because I was like, oh, Rachel does, she's not going to like stay hanging out with them from now on. But I suppose if she's divorcing Barry, she might move to the city. But I guess, yeah, Joey might still hang out. He's just the only one that like, he doesn't still end up getting fired from Duel. Yeah. Yep, that's true. They don't really... Other than Joey just being on Duel, he's more so involved in other people's paths than... Yeah, that's he's true. He's more just like a means to an end. Everybody else yeah. kind of like has their own path of like things they have to go through and Joey just kind of is assisting them in going through those things. <laughs> um, With his magic so eye yeah. shirt. I am really glad that we were treated to this episode. Oh, honestly, thank you so much, Marta Kaufman, David thank Crane. You, Marta. And the other one. Bahamas Resort and Spa. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and the treats are just going to keep on coming because season six is just filled with bangers. The next episode is the one with Unagi. <laughs> Ooh, it's so good. <laughs> it's good. I'm so excited. Salmon skin roll. Salmon skin roll. Okay. Um, Yay. Thank you, guys. You're more than welcome to write in and tell us um, on our Instagram at bestfriendsclub um, or our email, bestfriendsclubpodcast at Mm gmail.com. If you've maybe written any fanfic about alternate (laughs) friends universes or We would totally read it. We don't. Oh my gosh, we totally would. Or just like, yeah. although sometimes there's an Instagram account that um, I think we, our best friends club follows and it's friends, but they often like change the lines and it mm. bugs me so much. Like there was that one where, um, okay, so you know that episode where they're it's the one where they're up all night and they're up there and like, um, and they're like, come on, I'm getting cold. And Chandler's wearing Monica's like big pink. And she's like, Chandler's getting chilly. And he's like in her pink parka. Uh huh. They, they change it to like Monica saying she's cold and Chandler saying like, I can't control the weather. And apparently that's like actually a quote from that seventies show. So I don't know if they just like oh. swap sitcom, but it, 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 it really irked me. So I don't know if I actually would like reading fanfic because it, I think I might be a Puritan. I don't know. Send um, it in I and we'll find out. Fan fiction has to be like a, a such a swap from the reality, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, 
yeah, this is basically fan fiction of Friends, isn't it? The alternate timeline. Um, kind of. But yeah, email us if you are thinking about quitting your job. Oh, yeah. You do. Happy to hear it. We're happy to give you some You're advice. You're like, I'm going to burn this mother down. We're going to do this better not. You <laughs> better, better not. <laughs> Bonus Ooh. points if you oh. know what that's from. <laughs> I want to go watch that now. I know. It's really good. All right. Well, you guys, thanks for coming on this fun journey. Yeah. And we'll see you next time for the one with Unagi. See you then. Bye. Bye.